0: Welcome to Reading with Nika. This is Nika, and welcome to my show. Um, welcome to this channel, but by the way, um, I promised last week I was going to read another one of my poems um, from one I've published early this year in 2019, spring 2019, and uh, it's from the magazine Jammed and it's more like... The magazine is almost like well magazines now are days like this it's um colorful and it's uh it's got um it's like a regular book most magazines are now a days like that um and anyways um I realized I didn't explain last uh time's poem from the first episode on how I wrote that poem and i guess since i'm the author i should give a little insight and so the poem it, that i read was titled give me one second i should memorize this but like i i write and then i always determine the the titles a lot but this one was the soldier who met the orphan um oh i put them all capitals and i think i've edited in the, the description something else but um that's fine um so when i wrote this the soldier who met the orphan it was it was something interesting because um there was a prompt given about discord that was the title of the, of the 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 uh i don't know if, it wasn't a competition but it, it was it was like Submission um, thing where um, it was like, I guess, it was some co- sort of contest anyway. Um, the title was uh, the title of the theme that we were going for was Discord. And uh, let's see the definition, they even wrote it on here, okay? Right here. Well, okay, Discord, Ruin, and Rebirth was what they were going for, and the word that they encompassed around was literally. Word, W-Y-R-D. And what's different from this word compared to the regular word that we hear, which is spelled W-O-R-D, word that is spelled W-Y-R-D? This is its definition. Medieval English men and women used the, the term word to refer to what we call fate or destiny, the force that crumbles down our buildings, our societies, and our intentions. But they also recognized that there is another force in the universe, either inside ourselves or outside or both, that helps us rebuild out of the ruins. Anyway, that that's what they wrote for uh, the definition of word, spelled W-Y-R-D. And so when I made my two of my poems i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you a little bit right now about the one from last week because i haven't done it before did i record last week last episode um and it it was about uh just centering around fire i wanted to do something with fire because immediately when the prompt came to me it was two days before uh the, the submission date and i decided i want to do something around fire and and I was racking my brain trying to come up with this poem. And I was like, I knew it was gonna be like maybe at least a two-pager, but what kind of poem would it be? I know I want to do something with fire. And so I went with fire and then I started planning a little bit, and then I ended up not planning a little bit. In my head, it was already there. It was just the words kind of blurted out. Um, and it was it was inspired based on um uh, uh, several inspirations. The inspiration was uh, built on several inspirations. Um, one was... Um, if I could pull... One um, thing that I liked the most... And pull one thing from a, what I liked the most in another region. And then put them together. Cross them in this alternative universe. Then... Where, where there were no supernatural content such as like ghosts or magic or anything like that so what i did um was i put i pulled dean winchester from well what what the essence of what makes dean winchester from the supernatural um realm (laughs) of the show supernatural and um I also pulled out a little bit of elements of his family too, just kind of encompass what what. How would you interpret the character's feelings if he was like in an alternate universe where there are no um, where fire was the theme, but there was no um, supernatural themes happening. And then same thing with Harry Potter. I literally took Harry Potter and a little bit of his family, the essence. I pulled them vaguely just for a brief moment for the other part of the poem and again no supernatural elements so no magic and I was like what, what happened and it got dark it, it definitely resembled the discord that I wanted to display but I, with with the word, word W-Y-R-D um, I wanted to display both discord, ruin and rebirth with fire so I played with that. Um, for the poem when the soldier met the orphan the soldier being an encompassing uh, uh, a likeness of dean winchester from supernatural and then the orphan resembling um uh harry potter (laughs) from harry potter uh from yeah and um it first um signified the soldier's aspect and um if if no one has uh seen supernatural or heard of it yet it's a show about like this family um where the mother was burning on the ceiling um when they were when the boys were very young and so these two boys grew up as they get older the father was a marine and so he basically in the supernatural context like taught them how to be hunters and to hunt things because the demon was the one who was burning on the ceiling yada yada but if i remove all the supernatural context within the poem that i was creating um it was a darker theme it was it was like the mother um she burned in the house and so the soldier grew up as a soldier and wanting to become a soldier because of father which is sir the person who raised him and eventually abandoned him to go on this revenge quest and if there are Supernatural fans listening to this, it sounds familiar um, but yeah um, but I changed it, I tweaked it up a bit to the point where like, first the father or for, the father didn't leave, first the, the son the younger son, the the youngest brother of um, of, the, of the soldier like, he leaves, he starts getting independence he decides to build his own He burns bridges. He uh, like this type of fire is metaphorical at this point, Uh, where just the beginning of the poem was literal literal fire, that tarnished this family, Um, beginning with the mother, and then it affected everyone involved in the family. Metaphorical fire and uh, burning bridges, like cutting off family. That was the youngest son in the family, and so the eldest son who stuck with uh, um the father he saw both sides of like, his mother burning fire literally his brother burning fire metaphorically so this guy hates fire he but he can't help but be encompassed by it and he watch he watches as his f- his own father also am i mixing this right okay hold on first the mother then the youngest son yes and then and then now the father I had him move where um, the soldier's father, uh, who was the soldier himself, um, dies finally trying to exact revenge on a place somewhere, traveling, and he burns literally and figuratively away from uh, the soldier. And so the soldier is left on his own and he is burning, 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 and down towards the middle of that poem um, I, uh, put the medical uh, part that he, uh, uh not medical, <laughs> um, the technical part, the metaphorical part that he is in hell, and we're, in uh, reflecting on the show, um, Supernatural, like, Dean Winchester actually does go to hell for those it's kind of spoiling uh for those who haven't watched it well it's not going to spoil that much because a lot happens in Supernatural and they're right now as I'm recording they're on their 15th season they're going where they're going to be they're going to film their first episode on October I forgot the thing well this is not sponsored by um Supernatural or Harry Potter by the way nor um jammed i should i should say that huh yeah no, no nothing is sponsored this is just me um anyways i did that N- now um towards the end of the poem that's where we start to meet the orphan and so this harry potter likeness the fact it, that um I, I decided to put a cross of like what if this Soldier, who is kind of like Dean Winchester... Meets... An orphan... Who is kind of like Harry Potter... But in the setting where like... The orphan... Is stuck in a place where he... He is not loved... His relatives do not love him... So what happens when... He's whisked away... Whisked... Sorry... Um, My accent's kind of (laughs) weird... So what if... The soldier gets the orphan, grabs him, and then takes him away. And that's what I uh, put towards the end. Like, what if the rebirth part of the fire, metaphorically, is to help save this boy from... Uh, did I put a little fire there? I wrote this months ago. I was like, I don't even know what I did last week. <laughs> Well then, let me reflect back on the poem. I have the book right here. Yes, um, he whisks him to safety, whether or not there was a fire there. Let me see. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there was a little fire that happens with the orphan's family orphaned and i don't think the orf- i was trying to portray that the orphan didn't even like the family in the first place and so he saves him through all those things and uh what's born from those the tragic lives of these two people um and t- together they they form this rebirth of metaphorical flames of a new life like how the phoenix rises from the ashes kind of thing like um like it's it's uh, trying to be towards a hopeful happy ending so where he raises him and then yeah he graduates and then they're whisked in his car and he um the 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 orphan is no longer an an orphan per se he is the son of the soldier the soldier he's not going to be like his father he raises him and then the the similarities of between certain paragraphs i played on those words um intentionally to get that idea of what starts out as tragedy um and all these elements literal and metaphorical fire burning um can turn into something beautiful if used differently what starts off as going from the bottom burning going down can rise up again like a phoenix from the ashes in the mythological sense yeah And that is the explanation for the poem Uh, I'm going to be reading another poem so today I'll be reading um, another poem that I wrote again something to do with fire I was really going towards this fire in the spring for some reason it was really dark okay this is dark this is a darker poem Um, and I uh, anyway for the next segment i will be reading behind closed Oh, geez. sorry this is unfiltered by the way i'm recording from my phone because um well i like to be relaxed when reading this and i hope whoever listens to this is relaxed too and that they don't mind my stuttering um and now yeah we're gonna go for it 14 minutes in, and I this is the longest I've recorded. All right, and this is just the second episode. I wonder what happens more. <laughs> There'll be more coming up, trust me. Um, I'm going to be reading other stuff um, in the near future, maybe even right after this episode. Who knows? Um, who knows how much time I have? Anyways, this uh, I'm going to be reading another poem, and I hope you like it. All right. This is Behind Closed Doors, written by Veronica Jacoby. Okay. Born in a family of fame, of propriety and probity, in front of cameras, there sat in the house a lonely child with a name meaning discretion and beauty. Behind closed doors, Propriety becomes corruption, property becomes distrust, and the little girl learns. Sometimes the child prays for someone to save her, but no one listens. They see the flash of cameras and everyone is convinced of the sharp smiles and perfect posture, never knowing how those smiles turn upside down, how those lips make the loudest noise of anger and how those postures tower over her every night. The lonely child meets the salesman with the cold dark eyes, promising a freedom at a price. And because the little girl learns from behind closed doors, she looks into those cold calculating eyes and says yes. A mother drowns in a pool of wine, a father burns in a child's bedroom and a young heiress faces fame with cold, dark eyes. The little girl grows up into a fine beauty and has no regrets with the price of freedom, but the teachings from behind closed doors stay with her. Corruption still happens. Distrust grows among clients, but it's on her terms this time. She changes her name and lives life on the run. The salesman later comes back to collect, but the woman with the cold heart of a lonely child locks herself behind closed doors in fear of the price for freedom. She hides but never escapes from the salesman with the cold dark eyes, eyes that watch her fall into the pit with glee. The woman drowns in her worst memories and can't escape the pain in her soul. The fires in the pit flicker across her smooth skin, burning her slowly until the madness envelops her. Before the spark of her soul dims from the darkness, a bright light shines upon from above, and a hand reaches out to grasp hers. Tightly in the woman's hand, she is pulled out of the pit and into the arms of an angel. When the woman wakes up from the dark, her eyes are no longer cold and wary. She looks up at her savior with a small spark of hope, and he smiles back with warm eyes, grasping their hands tightly together as he promises to help her prepare her soul. To him, her soul is like a young phoenix, reborn from the dark ashes to bask into the light. Okay, so you've heard um, what I've read, and yeah, it's my poem. Uh, all rights are reserved to me, and um, whoever was in charge of the, um, uh this magazine um, that's um, only at uh, California State University, Dominguez Hills, within the English department, because that's where it's been published. Um, But the author is me, um, and I made this my own. So let me explain how uh, I created this poem, and maybe it'll give you a little insight on how I thought of this. Um, Just like the poem before, you probably thought of uh, the last episode with the poem, and you probably thought different things, Hopefully it's impacted you one way or another. Maybe you're just curious as to like what what is this poem? Like how 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 did she come up with this? And yeah, so earlier I talked about how that poem came about. Um, from my thoughts. And um although those are my final thoughts and how I created it and whatnot, um it's open to interpretation for other people because I feel like people have uh different ideas, different thoughts. It's, it's interesting to uh, learn what, how poetry is taken by others. How, how different works of art is interpreted by others. And they're like, oh, it's possibly this, this, and that. But maybe the author or creator has, has done something different for that reason. For a certain reason. For different reasons, Maybe and we, we we never know and it's always interesting to see and he, or hear different ideas and concepts um theories even and it's it's great it's a process that people uh go through to encompass uh how we deal with life how we interpret life how we see life so anyways let me tell you how I created behind closed doors Um, and from now on um, if I ever read anything that I I make I'll film the extra segment like this as to how I interpreted my stuff okay so here behind closed doors um, I wanted to uh, encompass flames and fire again but not as bad not as not as not as like encompassing like as a certain aspect to create that word wyRd that was the prompt for it the discord the the what was the middle word that they, that they were also using the ruin and then the rebirth So as you see it start it starts bad um, hello yes yes she's sleeping. I'd like to remind people that this is unfiltered. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm again recording in my in my house, and there are family members walking around. Yes, and this is my quiet area in my sister's room. Yeah, because my room is somehow occupied. I we're not gonna get into that. Um, have I ever did I ever tell you that I was recording? Oh no, it was recor- it was another um, recording that I ended up deleting. Um, but yeah, this is com- entirely unfiltered because I just wanted again I wanted that essence, that realness, that um, the factor that um, to show that hey, this is not entirely scripted. This is something that came out of the blue, and I'm hoping to share my journey with you guys on reading, and I wish to promote reading. So anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Behind closed doors, fire. But not totally fire. This is evidently darker. This is a um, my initial um, ideas were born from around the time that I was like, you know what? I am so mad. And I'm still mad, even though this was a long time ago. And I hadn't even watched it during this time. So what I've heard was like season three. And then I watched season three of Supernatural. And there's this character that had like this quality, um, Bella Talbot. Like, yeah, she was the bad guy. Oh, she was visiting her sir Oh, she was like trading back and forth. She doesn't give a damn. But she ultimately did give a damn because there are certain reasons why she feels so cold. And we always want to know why some people are cold. We we never assume that. We should never assume that people are suddenly psychopaths. You always want to think why. You know, always question why, and sometimes for better benefit or health that we think, um, it's always best to like not think about that. But in this instance, in this fictional aspect, a lot of fans of Supernatural back then, with season three, they hated, they absolutely loathed this character, Bella Talbot, which was pay- played by uh, Lauren Cohen. Oh, by the way, I forgot earlier. Okay, so no, no, uh, no, if not, let we'll me know who uh, Dean Winchester was. What I mentioned earlier, Dean Winchester was played by Jensen Ackles. He's an actor. Harry Potter was played by Daniel Radcliffe. Okay? So, imagine a way, how you want it. Um, uh, but I know that in the Harry Potter books, there's, there's fictional characters. So, it was a moot point to talk about like who played Harry Potter. Because there's evidently more than one character, cons- considering that there's now a play. <laughs> Uh, and it's evidently not Daniel Radcliffe but anyway I'm, I'm digressing again um, Supernatural it was scripted it's it's totally like a show so I can say like okay so this character was played by Lauren Cohan amazing actress she brought talent to Bella she brought a certain like oomph to uh the character Bella Talbot and I wanted to see more of that direction towards season four I was like Ooh, I wonder how this is going to happen. I hope she survives. She doesn't have to, like, die, die. I, f- I feel like there's a way out of this. And then um, I feel like somehow the writers had to tailor something to evidently make her character killed off sooner than expected. Because of fans. Not all fans. Like, certain fans. I'm a fan of Supernatural. Don't get me wrong. But there are certain... Fans that not a lot of actors or crew from Supernatural know about that go way beyond. There's certain fans for everything. Um, this there's cer- there's certain bunch I'm talking about, there was somehow like a lot of protests that, um, not big protests, not like serious protests, but like just like complaints that they did not like the characters, so and so they had no choice but to like. Ki- the rightest end choice but to kill her off and that was the power of fandom and they're like oh we can do this we could do that but i feel like it it lessened a small percentage of the quality of the show and then once fans got a whiff of that they started like oh let's let's wish for this let's wish for that Uh, And in a lot of shows too, which sometimes works, which sometimes makes things better. Sometimes it makes things off. And although the flow of the story during 4th and 5th turned even more better, I feel like the character, Bella, was killed off too soon, you know? Um, And yeah, she was my, that, that character, Bella Talbot, was my inspiration for Behind Closed Doors because as they, the her, her 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 ending scene happened you see a glimpse in supernatural on um, basically the implications that she was abused by her family specifically also her father and it was there's a lot of implications that show like maybe there was i don't know sexual abuse happening in a family it was terror it was fear it was she looked like when she was swinging she looked like she was empty in the vessel or something it looked like it was way more than, than like beating up someone you know and that terrified me that terrified me so much and the fact that they played it on as they, they for a second they made the winchester look like both winchesters look like assholes when she called for help and i was like okay i get from their perspective because they didn't know her that well but at the same time i feel like there was they could have given the Winchester much more of a of a humanistic quality, even more so than they already have, by keeping Bella at least alive, at least a little bit longer than what actually happened. And so with all my anger and frustration on how this character was not done but justice, I wrote this poem in commemoration to that like what would have happened if this was the lifestyle that she was she was she was in and it this one was like a vague area i didn't pull i guess i pulled out supernatural elements or people can interpret as something like oh maybe she did sell her sell her soul it doesn't have to be from directly from the show supernatural like for when other people are connecting to it but like like oh maybe she sell their soul like randomly like a random plot of someone selling their soul because they uh, at a young age because they were so so abused by their family yeah I really felt for this character and I had a lot of fun interpreting her and to give her a happy ending rather than just the reality of the character going to hell I gave her an alternate universe platform in a poem uh written with me (laughs) um on it was on based on how it was also an awareness of how the reality of people um you don't expect the lives maybe there are happy people out there truly happy people but there are some people that we may never know like Okay, and uh, outside of the home, oh, they're celebrities. Oh, they're famous. Oh, oh, they look so happy, but you never know between the fi- whether th- there's a fake smile or a pl- or a non-plastic smile, um, and I don't mean cosmeto- uh cosmetics or anything like that. Um, and yeah, I I gave. I gave the metaphorical, or if you want to interpret literal, uh, alliteration of, um, maybe not alliteration, something along the lines of that, to uh, encompass that, yeah, she, she's burning in hell, the fires, that, that was the climax, it's like, oh, her shitty life has turned even more shitty, and it's, it just got worse from there, with the salesman, with the cold, dark eyes, Yeah, that was the demon (laughs) based on the show Supernatural. But you can interpret it outside of Supernatural while keeping the Supernatural elements in there. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, people have done it for years before Supernatural even began. So, yeah. Um, And so this young little girl turns into a young woman. Uh, And she had a very tragic past. Even more tragic than the people within the last poem i read again written (laughs) by me oops (laughs) i put so much tragedy and i don't really like angst in person so i don't i don't know how that came about i guess i just had a lot of feelings dark deep inside me that i wanted to get out on paper Uh, anyway um towards the end i put an angel again you could interpret it as metaphorical or literal I gave her this end, I gave the character in my poem this ending, where um, she is literally reborn from the ashes, and you see the phoenix thing coming out right there, and yeah, she she gets a happy ending, Out wakes. imagine this, like, imagine the image of Bella Talbot, yeah, yeah, let's, we're, we're gonna go with that, um, she wakes up f- from her terror and how after someone saved her or raised her from perdition. For for those of you who are supernatural fans, you get you get that. <laughs> you get you get that, um, you get what I mean. Anyway, um, for those of you don't let me move on. A person, a young woman in on her on her on the bed, on in the hospital. She wakes up, she sees that she's no longer in hell literal or metaphorical. She sees the guy who saved her an angel metaphorical or or literal and they get this hopeful vague happy ending like anything can happen but at that moment there was a rebirth she was rescued she was saved that was the most important part that i wanted to end with i didn't have to end something cheesy like going driving off in the distance like i did with the last poem but like um I don't know. It was something about um, this poem that I really liked. I like the last poem too. That I, I like all, all creations that I make. I really like in my in its own way. Like they have distinctive qualities. But this poem was like really dark, and I again I usually don't like dark things. So I'm like, and yet I watch horror movies. Um, but I'm a little backwards here. But yeah, I really enjoyed making this poem in particular just like the last poem uh and yeah i hope you guys like this too i hope like when i had someone read this to silently to themselves one of my friends and they came back to me they almost cried my mom when she read the first poem she she cried too i was like shook she she, tears dropping down on her face um and she couldn't even read that well, She, she I, I, go, I just got her glasses today. It just reminded me like, hey, I should read one of these poems. So, yeah. Um, if you guys like this, um, I don't know if there's a subscription button any for, for wherever this is going to be uploaded, but um, stay tuned for more. Uh, let's see, what will I be reading next? Uh, Maybe uh, later on when I come back to this, I want to come back to this enjammed book. Because it's not just me who who published things in this book. There are other writers um, that are very phenomenally talented. I mean, there's the pictures here too, but I can't exactly read out the pictures audibly on here. I think, yeah, I'll read some of my favorites for sure uh, soon in enjammed but not like near soon i want to be cre- um creative outside of this uh, magazine to read from so ah okay i want to make a promise okay so the first one of the first books i see when i wake up uh is pa- honestly paradise lost um yeah uh paradise lost Yeah, it's going to get a little biblical up in here. But, like, I'm going to be reading it in segments in the near future. Here's a plan. I'm going to be reading it in the near future. I'm going to be, um, it's going to get, it's going to be exciting. I am going to, uh, read also... Some someone's uh Suki one of Suki Kim's novels I haven't finished it yet so it's gonna be exciting to read with you guys on a chapter that I um I'm on part two there's two parts apparently in that small little book but um it's just a lot to take in and I had a busy schedule and again I'm recording whenever I'm available um and this is the longest I've been available <laughs> I'm looking at the time wow i I did 17 minutes just to to record the explanation of behind closed doors and the behind closed doors was around three minutes (laughs) so um yeah i'm looking forward to sharing you guys my literary journey and i hope you guys have your own literary journey to look forward to as well um for sure paradise lost like at least in segments yeah, I'm not going to throw the Bible at you. Uh, well, I do have the Bible. It was for Okay, those books were for like I'm going to explain in another episode why I got them. Um hint, hint, wink, wink. As my pro- as a music professor tells me, there's um I got them uh for an English class, <laughs> for an English course. Uh that's my only explanation. Yeah. So I'll I'll describe more. Within the next episode. Yeah. It's gonna be more minutes to record. And I hope you like everything. Yeah. Alright, toodles.